I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. So this week, what I wanted to talk about actually addresses a listener's question about how to start doing tasks that seem overwhelming. Unfortunately, having borderline personality disorder also means having executive functioning deficits, meaning some like ADD, ADHD type behaviors. And one of the things that can be very concerning is task initiation and sustained cognitive attention. So task initiation is, you know, the ability to find the motivation to get started on a task. So let's say you have a list of five or six things that you want to do but you keep avoiding them and you're like, well, I really want to do this thing, but I just can't seem to get myself to do it. Well, there are strategies that you can use for task initiation to help yourself overcome those hurdles. One of the things that I really like for people to do is to make a list of all of the tasks that they have. So let's say Um, One of them is organizing the books on the bookshelf, making a photo book for someone, um, painting and or refinishing and painting furniture as a gift, sewing a blanket. Let's say those are all the items on your list. And those are all new things that you really want to do, but you can't bring yourself to do them. So the first thing that I want you to do is look at all the things on your list. And I want you to ask yourself, do I actually want to do these things? If the answer is yes, then what I want you to do next is I want you to assign a priority value to that task. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not very important to 10 being the most important, what priority value number would you give that task? So let's say your task is to refinish furniture, let's say, and you're going to do that as a gift for someone. So your priority value might be a seven or an eight because it's something you're really wanting to do. And so maybe the issue for you is that you sat down to try to do it and it was just so overwhelming. You didn't know what color. Everybody's giving different advice. So that task quickly becomes something that's put on the back burner. But yet you've assigned a very high priority value to it. I want you to do that for all your tasks. What's the priority? What are the priority of them? So once you're able to do that, look at what you're going to start with first. So for me, the highest priority item on my list would have been that example that I had given. So if I have that as an eight, then what I need to do in order to get to the place where I'm refinishing that furniture is I need to start there. Everything else on the list can go next. So the next thing I want you to do after you've assigned priority, a priority value to the tasks, I want you to assign an effort value to the task. So on a scale of one to 10, again, one being no effort, very little effort to 10 being maximum amount of effort. This takes a lot of my time and focus and energy. Rate it. Okay, so once you've done that, you have a priority value and an effort rating. The effort rating is something that you're going to use later on once you've completed the tasks so that you can determine your ability in tackling difficult tasks that seem to require a lot of effort. So let's put that aside for now. 
if you look at your highest priority item, the next thing that you need to do is start there. I want you to break that task down into smaller parts. With, with something like refinishing furniture, I want to break the task down into concrete parts, smaller parts, but concrete. I can't just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and look that up online. Oh, I'm going to go and, yeah, you know what? I have to really, I have to, I'll figure it out. I'm going to have to figure that out. Whenever you break down a task into smaller parts and those smaller parts involve, I'm going to figure it out, that usually means it's going to go on a back burner somewhere. So what I want you to do is break down the smaller parts into concrete tasks. So step one, research on Google one video and one written piece of information about how to refinish this piece of furniture. Step two, execute on step one in the instructional video. Maybe that means go to the store and buy materials, right? So what I'm, wa what I'm wanting to do after I've broken that task in down is I want to start with step one and I want to offer five minutes of effort, just five minutes. So my goal is to start into that first step and I only want to expose myself to five minutes of doing that task and immediately after those five minutes, I'm going to offer myself a reward. So what do I want to do here? I want to slowly expose myself to what it feels like to start a task that is overwhelming by, by exposing myself to that task in small increments and then rewarding myself after I've completed the overall discipline to the goal, which is getting started. Make sure that when you're doing this task that you organize your steps and you limit your options. When you're looking at the kind of reward to offer yourself, think about the mentality or the rule of work hard, play hard. I've said this in previous episodes. So let's say instead of you know, um, photo booking or drawing or writing or whatever you have on your list or refinishing furniture, you're, you know, browsing TikTok for hours because that's just an easier thing to do. People do that, right? So let's say that's you. What I want you to do is take step one, start with five minutes of effort and don't browse TikTok until after you've done step one. You want to make sure the reward is motivating enough to get you to want to do step one of that high effort, high priority task. Once you find yourself getting in the groove, you can expose yourself to spending more than five minutes on the task. But I want you to go slowly over time until you've been able to achieve complete task completion. Once you've moved from that task to the next task, you can start looking at these effort values. So let's say the first, the thing that was the highest priority to you was also the highest effort value. So you know that if you've completed that task with an effort level of nine, then you can go on to the next task with a lower priority and a lower effort level. Because you can remember, you need to convince yourself that you're capable. And so all of those thoughts coming into your minds that are associated with the core belief of I'm a failure, I'm incapable, we want to get rid of those. And we want to replace those with rational counterstatements. So with your effort values, you're proving to yourself, if I exert this effort, I can complete a task. 
And I see, look, I've done this task and look at the effort value I put on that. That's proof that I am capable of doing hard things. So it's twofold. You get your task completed. You're starting to expose yourself to initiating overwhelming tasks. So your brain gets used to what that feels like and starts beginning to get comfortable in that uncomfortable space. And you provide evidence to support the fact that you are in fact a capable person and you are walking the path to becoming that person. So this strategy is really great for task initiation. So I would get started on that. And it's something that I've, I use out of a book called Smart But Scattered. So if you are looking for more tips for ADD and ADHD and executive functioning strategies, I want you to check that out. Again, it's called Smart But Scattered. I like the kid version of the book, the one for... Um, Younger children, it really breaks things down in a way that's easy to understand, especially if this is new learning for you. Um, Yeah. So thank you all again so much for listening to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Stay tuned for a listener's question. All right. This question comes from your girl, Britt. Thank you so much for given the podcast a five-star rating and reviewing it. That helps in iTunes to push the podcast out to a broader audience so more people can hear the message of hope. So if you guys are able to do that, that would be so cool. Um, So Britt says, hey, Rose, I have a question for you. My biggest struggle is meeting my partner's sexual needs because the sexual trauma of my past causes me to kind of recluse when we start heating up. There are times I can be very adventurous and then others I'm repulsed by the thought of sex. This is my biggest hurdle right now. I feel like I've recovered from my BPD behaviors and mindset, but the sexual part of my life seems stuck in BPD mode. Please help. Okay. So there are a lot of like variables that I don't know about. So I have to apologize for the vagueness in my reply. And it's just strictly due to me not wanting to give you advice about something I don't know a whole lot about. So if you want to schedule with us, you absolutely can do that skeeterstrength.com. Or if you're willing to open up to a clinician, if you're seeing them to help figure this out. But what I will say is, is I want you to start tracking the behavior. When are you feeling repulsed and when are you feeling adventurous? Does it have anything to do with hormones, with, you know, um, happiness, with other events in your life? What is it connected to? Start to understand or try to figure out the function of the behavior. Second thing that I would wonder is if you are a task-oriented person and on the day, let's say the days leading up to intimacy with your partner, you are doing task lists, like doing homework, chores, cleaning, cooking, etc. And then you're supposed to all of a sudden be intimate. Well, unfortunately, that takes time to ease into this space of being vulnerable. So if you're feeling that level of repulsion, is it the fact that you need space? Is it that you just have been revved in such a direction where you're not wanting to be touched. So you'd have to have a bridge between what you were doing and that intimate time. Is it because you're feeling uncomfortable within your own body? So you're feeling maybe not attractive. And so you kind of 
putting that as the elephant in the room, which is making you feel repulsed by the act because you really don't want to do it? Is it task initiation where you don't really feel like starting the mountain of doing the things that would lead to intimacy? So hopefully with all of that being said, you see that there has to be a function to the behavior. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Oftentimes we you, the people with borderline personality disorder will use sex as a form of validation. So that could also be something. If you're realizing, eh, I have more depth now, and so I don't need to have these sexual experiences as often as I did before, maybe that's something to think about. So again, lots of different variables. Find the function of the behavior, track it. Write down when you're feeling repulsed, when you're feeling adventurous. Remember that mindfulness is such a huge catalyst to change. So if you can become mindfully aware of what you're doing and when you're doing that, that will really help you start to dig in and unpack a bit more as to the function of of that behavior and whether it's connected to trauma or whether it's connected to the engine revving and the you know vulnerability bits. So again, thank you so much for sending in that question and I'll see you all next time for another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Okay, thanks for listening. That was From Borderline to Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we're going to continue our eating disorder series. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So... If you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful, hope and help for individuals with BPD.